stand by. Hello and welcome to the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist. And now your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello, welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Today, within the Librocube, is TV a Tuesday. A T a V a Tuesday. A T a V a Tuesday. Ooh, is that a TV Tuesday theme song that I just made up right there? No, because it wasn't very good. Something I say at the top of every show, and pretty important on a TV Tuesday, is that there will be spoilers. Folks, take heed of my warning. As if I were a wizard saying, do not go on this quest. You will be doomed for eternity. A wizard ghost, apparently. Uh, yeah, spoilers. Warning. Done. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I actually... The only payment I actually sneeze, I mean ask, is that perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, because that, my friends, is really what helps podcasts grow and be found by others. All of those things. Grow them. And you want a hand in the growth, do you not? Have pride in your growth of podcast abilities. Last piece of podcast-related midness is, of course... Oh, uh, actually, before I get to today's sponsor, I just want to say that yesterday's episode recorded with my new Boom microphone rig, uh, the first half came out not great sounding, and then the the second half came out better sounding, so the opposite of the previous day. I honestly don't know what I'm doing different from day to day that is changing it so drastically, so today, this morning, I sort of made a note of all the settings I have and everything I've done and going to see how it comes out. So, uh, as with any change in podcast stuff, there's always a slight growing period, it seems, for me to work things out, because I am doing this on my own with no help from people who know what they're doing. So, uh, gonna be a little muddly, if you will. Apologies for that. Huh. By the time I am, uh, you know, a thousand episodes in, I'll be a regular podcast expert, perhaps. Or perhaps you always grow. Perhaps it's a constant state of growth and learning. Just like life. Just like life. Today's sponsor is the Maxwell Q Klinger Army Jeep Delicatessen. Once again, today's sponsor is the Maxwell Q Clingers Army Jeep Delicatessen. Where the dress code is a dress code. Huh, think about it. Okay, item the first is MASH. Yeah, that MASH. I think... Am I... No. What show was I watching? I always have kind of one show on DVD... Uh, on the go, uh, at any given time. And for a second there, I thought, potentially, uh, when I started this podcast, it was MASH. But I don't think it was quite that long ago. MASH is 11 seasons. 
And uh, it took me a very, very long time to polish these babies off. I have brought back episodes from time to time. By no means a lot of them, when you consider the scope of the show. Uh, this past long weekend, anniversary long weekend, uh, I decided, come hell or high water, and uh, actually neither of them happened, neither hell or high water, I was going to polish off MASH and move on to something else. Oh, the something else I actually will have in this TV Tuesday as well. Ha ha! Uh, so, my thought on the MASH front is that I would just bring back the final episode, because it's pretty famous. As far as final episodes of TV shows go, I think it is one of the most famous. Pretty sure. Uh, why don't I, because I quite often forget, um, especially on, I don't usually forget on Movie Mondays or Book Wednesdays or her Video Games Days, and I don't do it on Fridays, and that is rating things. Um... TV shows, I kind of don't so much rate, because it's kind of on an episode-by-episode basis. However, what I think I could do is once completed watching an entire series of something, then give out ratings. I think that's that makes more sense uh, from a logical rating standpoint. What do you think? Huh, yeah. What are your thoughts? Tell me about yourself. Okay, so for MASH rating-wise, I'm going to go first... Three seasons. Yeah, yeah, how about this? And I'm not sure if my numbers are 100% accurate as far as seasons. But uh, first three seasons, five out of five. was was an awesome show right off the bat. Very, very funny. Then it kind of, for me, went downhill, and they started to take themselves very, very seriously. It kind of went on the hunt for Emmys, which I believe they did win a fair amount of. Not necessarily a bad thing, just a different thing from how it started out. And for me, not a gooder thing. Not a gooder thing, I says. Uh, so, goes down to fours and, th- and threes for the remaining seasons. Like, I think if I were to re-watch episodes of MASH, I wouldn't watch the entire series. I'd just watch the first, uh, I think it's three seasons that are still kind of funny and good. Okay, so the last episode of MASH is called Goodbye, Farewell. Oh, man. It was the 251st episode. So, goddamn Christ, I got MASH oozing out of my pores. Uh, Two and a half hours long, MASH aired from 1983 to 2010. What? That can't be right. Oh, (laughs) no, that's not right. From... Uh, MASH ended in 1983 with this episode, and from 1983 to 2010, it was the most viewed uh, television anything ever. Power Walker. Yeah, move those arms. Power Walkers are weird. Uh, Just on that note of me driving by one. Uh, To this day... MASH still has the highest rating share, uh, but a Super Bowl sort of beat it out for most watched. So pretty goddamn impressive. Uh, So it starts out with Hawkeye. Hawkeye Pierce, played by Mr. Alan Alda, is in the loony bin, the army loony bin, because he had a bit of trouble. He went crazy. He was always kind of crazy, but uh, sort of took it to new crazy heights because... 
Uh, and this was very, very interesting how they kind of did this. He's telling his his uh, sort of story of what he remembers before, I guess, going crazy to the psychiatrist psychologist, psychiatrist, uh, Sidney Friedman, who's kind of a recurring character. And it starts out, his story is him and his fellow MASH army folk are coming back from a day at the beach. <laughs> I wonder if that, that ever happened, that you're in the army and sometimes you just get a day off and go to the beach. Seems strange. Anyways, headed back in the army bus they're all kind of laughing and drinking and partying and hooting and a hollering, perhaps. And uh, they are told to pull over by a bunch of like actual army men because they're 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 kind of just doctors and nurses and stuff like that. They're in the army, but they're not with the guns and the fighting and the stuff. So uh, actual army guy pulls them over and says, "Quick, quick, we gotta hide your bus. There's a whole platoon of Chinese coming." So uh, they pull over. And uh, as Hawkeye remembers it, they're all trying to be very, very quiet, so they are not heard. Uh, but a woman on board, I guess a Korean woman, um, I forget how she ended up on board, unimportant, had a chicken who was making lots of noise. So he sort of yelled at her to make the chicken quiet, and then turned back and the chicken was dead. Oh, that's sad, a dead chicken. Hmm. Now... Uh, after sort of constant poking and prodding at his psyche, we learn that, in fact, the Korean woman was holding a baby. And it was sort of Hawkeye's yelling at her to keep the baby quiet. She mm, either purposely or accidentally smothered the baby. And he, from that point on, kind of lost it. Eventually, he is, although perhaps cured is a strong word, uh, able to go back to to the army hospital does some more crazy shit uh and i think what i've done here from this point on is sort of just written down the characters and how and what they ended up doing in the final episodes yeah so uh there was mistakenly accidentally almost a tank parked um near within this uh, MASH army hospital. Not not like in the hospital, but like beside it. So because of this fact, it was constantly being bombed by the Chinese and the North Koreans trying to bomb the tank. So they were sort of in, inadvertently being bombed when they normally would not be, but there was a tank there. So once uh, Hawkeye is back, sees this fact, and sort of has had enough with the constant barrage literal barrage in this case, and uh, drives the tank into the dump where it's then blown up. Uh, during the course of these bombings, uh, Father Mulcahy, in an effort to save a bunch of people, is not blown up, but uh, near an explosion to the degree that he loses the hearing and sort of develops a tinnitus, which I think uh, William Shatner had from uh, an explosion in... Uh, from the original series, that's supposed to be a horrible, horrible thing. Like, constant pain and ringing in your ears, basically. So, uh, Father Mulcahy is deaf. He begs BJ not to tell anyone, because then he will be sent home, uh, and then all the orphans he takes care of will not be taken care of. Oh, sadness. Uh, BJ, Honeycut, which I assume stands for Blowjob Honeycut, uh, 
is sent home. Yay! To his wife and daughter. His daughter who he's never even met. However, he gets about halfway home and then is called back because of sort of a rise in fighting. So uh, that's pretty a pretty big downer. I would be pissed off. Charles, Charles Emerson Winchester III. Ooh, I'm doing good for names that I didn't write down. He sort of befriends a group of uh, POWs, prisoners of war, and uh, teaches them to play Mozart because they are, in fact, a band. Uh, in one of the last scenes, this band is in an explosion and all die, and uh, Charles is upset. Hmm. Klinger, let's let's leave off with Klinger. Uh, married a local Korean woman. The Korean woman in question is none other than Keiko O'Brien. Yeah, the same actress who played uh, Miles O'Brien from Star Trek TNG and Star Trek DS9. Uh, that Keiko. So it was kind of fun to see her. In, she was very, very young at this point, obviously. Uh, yeah, married to Klinger. And then later fought Klingons. Huh? Yes. Oh boy. Uh, the war ends. Everyone's very happy. As you do. And um, sort of a last scene is the goodbyes between uh, Hawkeye and BJ. They are... It's kind of... <laughs> it's funny they didn't have this back then, but it's kind of a bit of a bromance between these two. It's probably one of the first examples of a bromance between BJ and Hawkeye. So uh, I thought that was... That was pretty funny. Uh, do I have time to... Okay. Um, I don't have a lot of time to get in anything else before work, so I will just start something. Huh? You want to start something? You want to start something with me? Okay, good. Uh, the missus had a suggestion for a show we should get and watch, and it was American Horror Story. Aha! I had heard about this from various sources and always in a positive... Uh, always positively, so I thought, hey, why not? So I got it for us, and we are friggin' flying through it. We are, I think, on the 10th episode, almost done, season one already, uh, and I gotta say, very, very good. Not uh, super, super crazy high on the scares, but there are scares, I will say, and uh, after the first night of watching, like, I think we watched the first... The first time we watched it, we watched like five episodes, something like something ridiculous like that. Did a bit of a marathon. Uh, I had a nightmare <laughs> that took place in the house uh, that American Horror Story is filmed in. Uh, on a scale of nightmares, wasn't super super crazy, but hey, it generated a nightmare. So that's a good sign that it's scary, I guess. Hmm. Okay, so I've kind of brought back. Uh, a bunch, I think seven episodes. Let me see if I can at least get one in before work, or kind of explain it a little bit, what the show is all about. show takes place in a haunted house. If you want to boil it down to its very, very basicness, um, American Horror Story Season 1, I should say, because Emily explained it to me, or sorry, The Misses explained it to me that... Uh, each season sort of 
Um, the story is totally different, has nothing to do with the previous season. I like that idea very, very much, so looking forward to see what they do. Oh, in the next season, I know it takes place in in uh, in Asylum, and I have talked about Asylums on the show quite often that uh, whenever a book or uh, a TV show like the uh, Asylum, Asylum of the Daleks, for example, whenever anything takes place in an Asylum, it's going to be good. So uh, very, very much looking forward to starting that. Probably I wouldn't be surprised start it this coming weekend, the way we're flying through these. Anyways, uh, Season 1 takes place in a haunted house. Uh, it is a family, mother, father, and daughter. So Vivian, mother, Ben, father, Violet, daughter, move into this house. They live out east. The house is in California. Uh, they're sort of moved in order to to have a fresh start because uh, the mother had a miscarriage, the father uh, cheated on her, and they think and feel that perhaps a change of venue will benefit their not so great marriage and family. Uh huh. Okay, so I'm at work. That's where we're at as far as the show is. Uh, when I come back. I will do those episodes, and I got even another goddamn show, too. So, ah, uh, going to be tough to fit these all in, but come hell or high water again, I will do my very, very best. Folks, I will say, too, also, don't forget, love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty working, working, working. And we're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. We are back! Back! We are back! Back in action! Hello! Welcome to the Liberal Cube. My name is Jordan Maywood. Eh, oh, wait. <laughs> I forget. I mean, hello again. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Apparently I'm delirious. And I wanted to introduce myself twice in one episode. That's a first. I can honestly say that is the first time I've ever done that. Forgot basically where I am in the time stream. <sighs> it was a busy day. I have an excuse. I had to work very, very, very hard today, and it was very stressful, and I'm stressed out. So, excuse delivered to you. Uh, I will say, as I normally do, hello again. Huh? See? That's how it's normally done. Uh, another thing, just podcast-related, is that... Um, so far, so good as far as the recording uh, with my new Boom microphone, just as far as it actually recording and not sort of not recording. Uh, it's just, I kind of don't trust it for some reason. And I feel bad saying that right in front of it. Or I guess it is right in front of me. But uh, I don't know. I've had a couple of times... And I don't know why it has done this, where I've looked down and it hadn't been recording, even though I had hit record and it recorded a little bit, but then for some reason it stopped. It hasn't done it, it doesn't, it doesn't appear to be doing it right now, but uh, it worries me. It is worrisome, even. Hmm. Okay, let's jump back into TV Tuesday with American Horror Story. What did I talk about? Um, just the very, very basics of living in a haunted house, I think, and the main family involved. Yeah. Uh, how there was a miscarriage and some adultery 
and a new start. Ah, yes, hey, that makes sense. I left off with a new start. Hmm, good. So let's start newly with episode two, uh, in which there is a murder groupie. Uh, we learn of basically... I think at this point we know of two murders that have taken place in this house. Uh, the first one is uh, the the gay couple who beforehand lived in the house, so the previous owners. And the only reason we kind of know that is because apparently it is a law, and I think we've all heard this law before, that if someone dies within the house, the realtor has to let you know. Apparently, though, as we sort of develop knowledge of this house, uh, you only have to let people know of murders that happened in the last three years. So not the entire history of the house. So that friggin' sucks for this family, who is now starting to realize that this house has a much more checkered past than they even realized. For example, in the 70s, uh, the house was a... How would you describe it? Sort of a sorority? A girl's sorority? I think that's as accurate as anything. Uh, although there was like a nurse living there, too. Was that normal for a sorority to have a nurse living with you all? I don't know. Seems odd. Anyways, uh, some guy in the 70s knocked on the door of this sorority and then killed the nurse and one of the girls who was there as well. Oh, no. Not good. So, uh, obviously, well, I guess not obviously, but it becomes obviously that people murdered on the premises of this house uh, then linger there. They are trapped there. So this uh, nurse and this student are trapped there. That's not exactly what this episode is about, so much that um, a group of these three people are sort of intrigued by this murder. Sort of a, a Manson-esque feel to it in that wasn't I don't really know the whole Manson story in detail too well, but wasn't it he was sort of the killer but had groupies with him who were murder groupies? <laughs> murder groupies. Anyway, so that's kind of what happens here. People know of this story, break into the house, and uh, hold captive uh, Vivian... Is it... Vivian and Violet and are going to kill them. Kill them in the exact same manner that the nurses were killed. So that's not good. Uh, I should hurry up a little bit. So let's just say uh, at this point Ben, the husband, is away is away in uh, Boston which is where they were from. Uh, away in Boston because the girl that he cheated on his wife with is pregnant. Oh, Shit. Could it get any worse? Uh, it could, because she is a crazy bitch. Just bug nutty. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to go into much more detail. He's there for her abortion. Oh. Uh, so let's just say that mother and daughter escape with the help of the evil house, basically. Hmm. I'll leave it at that. Uh, because I do not have any uh, sort of abundance of time, it will allow me to not spoil things too much. Um, but don't count your blessings. I may spoil things. All right. Uh, next episode, 
Uh, Vivian has sort of learned now of more of the murders. I don't know all of them in total detail yet, because uh, in front of her house passes a a tour, like a tour guide and his murder tour of, I guess, is this L.A.? I can't, I can't remember. I think it might be L.A. It's the murder tour of L.A., and it drives by her house, so she actually takes the tour and learns of some of the additional murders. For example, uh, the people who built the house in 1922 were basically a it, it was a yeah it was a it was a couple man woman and baby and the man was <laughs> basically a, a how you could look at him i think is he was a evil doctor yeah doctor evil if you wanted to go that route <laughs> it's funny uh, and i love it that during different sections, when you sort of flash back to, say, for example, 1922, or when you flash to the 70s, they'll have uh, music to set the mood. And uh, I, I don't want to brag. Well, I do kind of want to brag, because there's not too many things I can brag about, but one of them is I have a good ear for sort of voices and music. So during the uh, 1922 section flashbacks that they show... Uh, the music they had was the same music that they have during the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula. And, uh, and I can confirm that because I'm like, hey, Mrs., I says to her, I think this is the same music from Bram Stoker's Dracula. And she's like, come on, you're kidding me. That is impossible. Your ear is amazing. That's why I married you, she says. Uh, so this uh, Dr. Evil was, I think, how you could describe it, an abortionist to the stars? Mm, no, no, just to young girls in trouble. On top of that, he is sort of crazy, has, like, heads in jars, and is constantly huffing some sort of drug. Uh, eventually, one of the, uh, I guess, boyfriends of the girl he aborted... Huh? whatever, um, learned of his doings and stole his baby, which his wife did not take too well. Uh, she then kind of went crazy as well. I forget how they died, actually. But it doesn't matter, because we're running out of time. Hmm. Oh, there, yeah, there was one point here where I think they get their baby back, but it's dead, and he, like somehow Frankenstein-like brings it back to life by, like, sewing on animal parts or something like that. They never really showed what it looked like, but that was pretty freaky. Uh, next is a two-part episode, a Halloween episode. As you can imagine, a show called American Horror Story is going to have some cool Halloween stuff. Uh, this one was cool because it showed that during Halloween, people phantoms, ghosts, whatever you want to call it, who are stuck in this house. It's sort of their one day a year in which they can leave the house and go check shit out. So I, I like that very much. This episode we are introduced to the gay couple. Oh, uh, what I wanted to say about that specifically uh, is that one of the gay couple was played by Mr... Oh, I didn't write down his name. Oh, can I... it's, it's a different name though. I think it's Zachary Quinto. Ooh! Man, if I remember that name, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Anyways, uh, the dude who plays Spock in the newest movies of Star Trek, that is. 
so that's pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. He's he's actually he's got some funny lines in in the show too. We kind of learn at this point there are in this show neighbors, as you can imagine, neighbors to a haunted house on a TV show are not going to be normal people. That goes without saying. There is the sort of aged southern racist drunken mother. <laughs> uh, that's a good dis- good a description as any. She's not very nice either. There is her daughter, her Down Syndrome daughter, who she does not treat very well. Uh, And then her son, her son who, I'm not sure if we know yet at this point, is basically dating uh, Violet. So dating the next door neighbor daughter. Hmm. He, we are introduced because he is a patient of Ben. Oh, why don't I just mention that here? Ben is a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever, uh, and sees patients at the house. Some of them real, some of them not so real. <laughs> One of his patients in the next episode has a deathly fear of uh, urban legends, including one which I assume they made up for the show, but maybe it's an actual one where you uh, look in the mirror and say, Piggy, piggy, piggy. Um, piggy, piggy, piggy. You say it three times, and then the pig man will come and kill you. Kind of very obviously reminiscent of Candyman. Ooh, that's a scary one, Candyman. Recommend, oh, I've said it twice, I better not say it again. Uh, rear view mirror, of course, that is beside me. Um, highly recommend at least the first one. It was scary, if I do recall. And, just so happens that I got to meet Tony Todd, and I uh, got his autograph on the old nerd cane. Hey, on that note, since uh, it hasn't come up in a while, if you care to see a nerdy adventure involving a cane, (laughs) and why would you not want to see that, really? I can't think of a reason. You can Google nerd cane adventures and uh, see what he has been up to. Ooh, next nerd cane adventure, Fan Expo 2013 in August, coming up. I'm excited. Lots of uh, big, big names. Uh, so, something kind of, uh, the, the patient in question was paid, played by, um, uh, what's, I can't remember his first name. His last name is Stone Street from Modern Family. Uh, and I don't have time to talk about that anymore. Okay, next is an episode in which they're finally kind of decided to sell this house, get out of there because of all the crazy shit that has gone down. Crazy shit, which I don't friggin' have time to talk about. I kind of um, <laughs> regret what I've done here, which is bring back way too many episodes at once, but uh, the missus and I have been flying through these, and I hope if you take anything away, it is that these are very, very much worth watching. Uh, will I bring back more? Perhaps. Perhaps I won't. Maybe uh, I have, sorry, we have, because it's the Mrs. and I watching them, season two as well to talk about. So what I might do, ooh, I think I like this idea. Can I do it? Yeah, I might do, I might do, is do like I did with Arrested Development uh, season four. I might do season two as like an entire episode, uh, all in one episode. Yeah, Jordan, do that. Mental note to yourself. Okay, uh, I kind of... See, I I had to speed through, which is what I 
did not necessarily want to do. Ah, well, we'll say. Because this is my podcast, I can do whatever the hell I want to, including speeding through. Uh, but I did want to leave some time for my new, uh, let's say, my new DVD-based show. Uh, I will always, since basically my first purchase of DVDs on of TV on DVD, which, uh, you know what, I could tell you what that was, too. It was, oh, can I tell you? Okay, it was one of two shows, my first ever DVD purchases, period. Not even not even counting movies. I, first, first DVDs I ever bought was TV. And it was either uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer or Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I can't remember which, but I guess that fact is sort of a little peek into my nerdy psyche. Uh, anyways, my since I finished MASH, as you now know, as since you listened to the first half of this podcast, I assume, I have moved on to uh, Stargate SG-1. This is a show that I've always kind of heard about and obviously kind of looks like it's uh, up my alley a little bit. A uh, big fan of the movie Stargate, so figured, hey, why not purchase the entire series? Yes. Uh, not to mention, it was the Amazon deal of the day, so I got, I think it's 10 seasons. Pretty sure it's 10 seasons, uh, in this really cool box with, like, a uh, replica, I guess you could say, of the Stargate on the front of it. Uh, and I think it was, was it $50 or $70? I can't actually remember. Let's split the difference and say it was $60. So, pretty awesome deal, because it was the deal of the day. Oh, uh, how about just on that note, uh, I could put this note on a movie Monday, TV Tuesday, book Wednesday, through video games day, and especially a Fry Internet day. A good note for all of you out there is to get yourself an Amazon account if you don't already, and I hope you do because it's an amazing site, and sign up so that they email to you the Amazon deal of the day because some of the deals are just friggin' mind-boggling how much money you will save. I uh, kind of use it explicitly for box sets such as this. So, for example, I got, uh, I think, is it 11 or 12 seasons of uh, Married with Children for like $40. There, I'll I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Okay, so uh, all I've brought back as far as Stargate SG-1 is the pilot episode. Because I probably will do as I have done for MASH and just bring it back from time to time. It, if you don't know, is about a team. A team of sort of military, scientific-type folk, and they um, go in and out of the Stargate. If you don't know what a Stargate is, it's basically a wormhole. takes you from uh, planet Earth to various other planets. Cool idea. Uh, just, I'm maybe three episodes in or so, and it's very, very, very reminiscent of the show Sliders, which I know I have brought back uh, a bunch of those episodes since I, um, watched it on Netflix. Uh, well, (laughs) I was going to get into more detail than that, but since it is ten seasons, uh, we can save, I guess, the detail for another day. Because I'm at home, or thereabouts. There in seconds, and no more time to talk at you. 
So I will say, folks, as I do every time, that it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Lackadaisical Libra Cubicle Wrist. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.